Tim, you might know me from Aethercast. Why do women wear makeup and perfume? It's because they're ugly and they stink. And joining us from Cast from Exile, who do we have? Howdy, homies. It's I, your gutter guru, back in my fucking full-on X-rated form. So I think I would tell a little story about how one time I got arrested for blowing this crack whore. But it's not that she had a dick, it's just she had a huge clit that looked like a tiny dick. And a man who can survive overnight in sub-zero climate, uh, warmed only by his hate. A man whose lawyer is responsible for the reprint of Damnation, John Holland. Yep, that's me. Funny story. The the coldest I have ever spent outside was 18 degrees below zero before windchill. China, RIP. Oh, she did have a big clit. Hers was pierced too, man. It's like one of the fucking rings you would put in the septum of like a fully grown bull. That was like hanging from her clit joint, dude. That must have been after the Playboy thing because I don't think it was pierced in the Playboy thing. Yeah, well, did you see any of her videos that she did? Like oh, with God, Xbox? No. No. Oh, God, dude. She did a porno movie with X-Pac, dude. You remember X-Pac? Oh, who doesn't remember X-Pac? Hopefully not many people. <laughs> Are you kidding? He's like, you know, wasn't he part of Degeneration X? And wasn't he actually on the tag team for a while there? Sure. China, the porn she made, her proportions were super funky. Like, she's, like, super abnormally tall and muscular and shit. It's like, you're like, all right, I'm going to... It's like one of the divas, but she was before diva you know she was like the fucking gl- american gladiator style wrestler from universal studios hollywood this is the american gladiators well yeah. you know there's a there's a niche for that man some of those guys like those you know big muscular women like uh john bradshaw He sent out a uh, tweet during NXT TakeOver San Antonio where he was looking at pictures of Katya Kailova 
nude and she's like a big sweaty woman dude and i just think it's kind of messed up that he likes to have a pull on his cock while the graps are on you know what i mean like who gets horny watching the graps other than me well the fucked up thing is like back when china was like on the main card and everything she was not nearly as masculine and muscular like the greatest feeling you can get in a gym or the most satisfying feeling you can get in the gym is the pump Let's say you drain your biceps. Blood is rushing into your muscles, and that's what we call the pump. Your muscles get a really tight feeling, like your skin is going to explode any minute. You know, it's really tight. It's like somebody blowing air into, into your muscle. It just blows up, and it feels different. It feels fantastic. It's as satisfying to me as uh, coming is, you know, as uh, having sex with a woman and coming. So can you believe how much I am in heaven? I'm like uh, getting the feeling of coming in the gym. I'm getting the feeling of coming at home. I'm getting the feeling of coming backstage when I pump up, when I pose out in front of 5,000 people. Can you move your feet, please? Yeah, I'm trying to clean under... Please? Mr. Schwarzenegger, please? All right, fine, I'll fuck you. So I'm coming day and night. I mean, it's terrific, right? (laughs) <laughs> There's totally like a before and after when she started hitting the juice or something, and you can totally tell the difference. Yeah, and she was always coked out on something, so there was times when she could hold it together and times when she couldn't. Yeah, you know, now that you mention it, like probably like younger China, she's probably definitely on like speed or amphetamines or something like that, but it's like older China who's definitely on the roids. Yeah, and older China's just trying to get to sleep at night. She's trying to wake up in the morning and get out of bed. Oh, God. Have you, did you see that suicide video she made? Oh, Jesus, it's so sad. No, I didn't. But here's a clip from it. Breakfast of champions. Swallow the pill. Sounds like a rock band, right? Like, swallow the pill. Yum, yum. Roly-poly fish, fish heads, fish heads. Roly-poly fish heads. Eat them up, eat them up, eat them up. Um, okay, well, how about that uh, movie that she made, just another uh, wrestling romantic comedy where she, like, bent that guy over the hood of her car and raped him, and then it was never talked about again through the entire movie. What? It was super creepy, like Cosby-esque levels of creep. Uh, see, when I was a boy, I had some funny ideas about girls. Yeah. Like, I remember when I was a kid, it seemed like every time I did something wrong, some girls knew all about it and told on me. Yeah, they've got a word for that. It's called fan service. I mean, isn't that what being a celebrity is? Anyways, y'all motherfuckers played any magic lately? I have. I drafted a few times on Magic Online. Some Aether Revolt action. Well, I actually have been, uh, and I'm just going to put in a plug here. Killer Instinct Tournament is coming to San Antonio uh, in March, and attached to that, there's going to be some awesome Magic the Gathering events put on by Nadal Gaming. A huge modern event, which is (laughs) something of a rarity these days. And they're also going to be doing uh, some some Commander Singleton and some EDH tournaments too, so I've been prepping for that a little bit. Commander tournament, huh? That sounds pretty terrible. I've been prepping for that too, so it's a Killer Instinct tournament, so I, I've been playing with Glacius, Glacius and Cinder. Cinder! But I think Orchid is who I'm gonna go with. Orchid! Dude, Saber Wolf or fuck off. Saber Wolf! 
Or if you've got the ability to play it, Spinal. Spinal! But I never really could master Spinal. Spinal! Is this contest okay. going to be for the Killer Instinct for SNES, KI Gold for N64, or is it going to be uh, the Killer Instinct reboot for Xbox One? Available for your home in 1995, only on Nintendo Ultra 64. I, you know, honest to God, I actually think it's arcade. Like with MAME cabinets and shit. Killer Instinct. I love that game. Sweet. When you would do the stage fatalities and the guy would just be like, No! Ultra Combo! Like super hyper aggro combo. Awesome combo! I'm gonna reveal what a fucking square I am. I had no idea that Killer Instinct was a thing until, uh,. My local game short store like moved in next door to this arcade place. Like I, I totally fucking missed Killer Instinct. Well, I just remember it from when I was like middle school. I mean, I didn't know it was still a thing. So think of Killer Instinct, kind of like Pong or uh, Pac-Man, but instead of some lame-ass old shit, it's just like badass monsters and robots and ninjas killing the fuck out of each other with combos. Yeah! Like Qbert with a strong pit hand. So, Killer Instinct. Killer Instinct. It was one of those games, if you loved a good combo. Hyper Combo! Like, the combos on Killer Instinct were so easy to do because instead of like special attacks, everybody just had special combos. Brutal Combo! And you could do like a button input and you would like have these crazy like eight hit combos where in other fighting games, you would actually have to sequence the eight button mashes just right to get an eight hit combo. In Killer Instinct, it was maybe like a move of the joystick and like a two button combination to like unleash yeah. these huge fucking combos, dude. Supreme victory! See, like, to kind of like continue the combo, so you're like punch, punch. Oh, you're oh like my god, you hit buttons and things happen. Jesus Christ, I'm in. But seriously, I, I swear to God, we never had this around when I was growing up. And, I mean, you know, Mortal Kombat. That was around. And, you know, that fucking X-Men arcade thing that has, like, the eight people. Nothing moves the blob! And, like, that weird-ass uh, Simpsons game. Like, like, all that shit, same time. But I swear to God, I'd never seen a Killer Instinct cabinet until like last year well what about one of the console games did you have any uh, did you have the super nintendo or the nintendo 64 um you see like all i really remember from like n64 is like uh, goldeneye <laughs> and mario kart because, like, fighting games on the Nintendo sucked ass, and that's why this is so surprising to me, because there was that whole thing... Not uh, K.I. Gold, bro. <laughs> K.I. Gold on the like Nintendo that whole thing about shit. how, like, you know, Mortal Kombat on the Super Nintendo had, like, the green blood or whatever, and it had to be all censored and shit. You could turn it off in the options, but that was revolutionary for the time, though. You could play Mortal Kombat in your living room. Choose your destiny. It wasn't, like, as quick and, and responsive, but you were doing it. Like, the original Mortal Kombat... That was fucking everywhere. You could play Mortal Kombat on, like, a fucking Apple IIe or whatever. I mean, there were all kinds of ports for that shit. But Mortal Kombat 2, because it was, like, so much more bloody and shit, and a little bit more, um, 
you know, I don't know, like, risque, I guess. Get over here! I mean, that was the one that was, like, more difficult to play in the living room. It was hard to actually get on a Mortal Kombat cabinet in Atlanta when I was a kid. Like, I remember they put one in the bowling alley, but so many people complained about it (laughs) that eventually they got rid of it. And there wasn't really, like, an arcade per se. It was, like, an arcade in bowling alleys. There were bowling alleys everywhere. And we had Killer Instinct, and it was crazy because everybody was complaining over Mortal Kombat being in the arcade, but nobody complained over Killer Instinct, and I just think that it was a brand recognition thing. It's like the parents just glance in, they're like, oh, Mortal Kombat, oh yeah, I know what that is. I don't want my kids around that, but they see Killer Instinct, they're like, oh, I don't know what the fuck that is. Kind of like you, John, you know, just old people, they don't know what that shit is. So you totally got away with playing this brutal, gory-ass game. Like, it didn't have green blood unless it was relevant to the character, and the character design in this game was pretty cool, because rather than having just, like, uh, you know, your normal human fighters and, like, some kind of humanoid monsters, like in Mortal Kombat Street Fighter, you were able to play as fucking robots. Fulgore. There's a werewolf. Saberwolf. A gargoyle. Idol. A skeleton with a shield and a scimitar. Spinal. Fucking the ice alien. Glacius. Yeah, it was dope. That wasn't the first, like, gory game. There was, like, Pit Fighter and... <laughs> And there was this dinosaur one where you like rip off arms. Her primal rage. But if it was unrealistic, I think it could pass. Mortal Kombat. They went more realistic and they went gorier. Like you're ripping people's head off with their spine attached and all this crazy shit. Fatality. The other one, you know, you fell to your death or some, you know, they might make them explode or something. But Mortal Kombat really pushed the limits. I think Time Killers was actually pre-Mortal Kombat. If you've ever played Time Killers, this was like a really fucked up, realistic, gory game. But it was presented in a way where the characters were animated. But it was like, think of like the goriest anime. You had characters that had swords and they would sever each other's limbs off. And they lose an arm and then they're just swinging the other arm. And then you'll have a button that just doesn't do anything. It like squirts juice. And you're like, this game's awesome. Well, I have some some breaking news here from the Google News Service. Uh, this Killer Instinct tournament is going to be played on the 2013 uh, reboot of Killer Instinct for Xbox One. See, I haven't gotten to play that one yet. I kind of want to get an Xbox One, though, so I can play it. I can't afford to get Xbox One and PS4, so I had to get one or the other. So I got PS4, and it came down to the fighting game. It was like, well, do I want to play the Killer Instinct reboot? Winner! Or do I want to play Street Fighter V? You lose! And at the time, Street Fighter V was brand new. And I was just like, man, I've always been more of a fan of Street Fighter than any other fighting game, so I picked the PS4. Turns out to be a huge mistake. Like, Street Fighter V is probably one of my least favorite Street Fighter games I've ever played. Yeah! You see, like, I really 
enjoy watching people play Street Fighter V. Tiger uppercut! I mean, like, I can't play that shit myself. I mean, I'm terrible at fighting games. But it, honest to God, looks like the most entertaining fighting game that's come out in a long time. Is it 3D or is it the normal side-scrolling 2D? It's the side-scrolling 2D, but it's got 3D-rendered characters on a 2D background. Yeah, and, like, you know, 3D kind of, you know, special moves and shit. Oh, you can! When they get executed. Toasty! I haven't liked Street Fighter since, like, Street Fighter 2, Street Fighter 2 Turbo. I mean, once you, like, turn it on, there's, like, 60 characters. You're like, nah. Dude, what about Marvel vs. Capcom 2? That was a game that had, oh, like, a shit ton of characters. That was... Unity, Stars and Stripes. Here you go! Presenter Barrage! Sonic Boom! Good. And it was, like, three-on-three three tag team battles. And that was, like, one of the coolest fighting games ever. You could have a team and tag out. Like, he's about to die. You bail out and you have, like, a fresh guy. Like, get some... I'm, I'm totally going to fucking get hate mail for this. It says hatemail at gmail.com. But I have a soft spot in my heart for Mortal Kombat 3. Fatality. Which character? Oh, dude, you've roused my ire. Don't you dare fucking say Scorpion. Scorpion. Get over here! No, not like Scorpion, but like, okay, you know, also we have to go back in time to like, you know, fucking, you know, whatever. Animality. 14, 15 year old me or whatever. And like, you know, they've got those uh, dudes that are wearing like the BMX gear and like one of them's a robot. Cyrex. And the other one's something else. And Sector. I mean, like there was just so much cool shit in that one. Friendship. Then that fucking secret fighter, Jade or whatever. Jade. You know, and all, like, the rumors about, like, how you could get different characters on the progression ladder and shit. Wait, I mean, that 14, one's kind of special. 14, 15-year-old you? I mean, was there electricity? Smoke. Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, you had to have your buddy, like, churning the butter, you know, beside to get that electricity going. Don't make me laugh. You know Watch what I mean? Deal? Yeah, all right. <laughs> it's funny you should say that, because when Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 came out in cabinet the cabinet was bought for a skating rink that i was going to called dazzles and i was a little guy at the time i was maybe about nine sure that was a skating rink was it, it was a like strip club male strip I was I was eight or nine years old. Eight or nine years old. And they had the Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 cabinet. But it was overpopulated by douchebags like you. Whoa, dude. Don't be rude. That were like 14, 15-year-old kids. They were like, fuck you, man. I've been mowing lawns all weekend so I could try to unlock Jade. Jade. I'm like, come on, let me challenge you. They're like, get the fuck out of here, man. Don't push my buttons till I ask you to. I'm just like, what the fuck, dude? When you're 14 or 15 years old, you shouldn't be hanging out in the skating rink. You should be like, I don't know, doing something else. Whoa, dude. Toasty. When you're 14 or 15, you should totally be (laughs) at the skating rink, and you should be there slaying other 14 or 15-year-old pussy. That is what you should be doing at that time, because you're still too young to, like, go do anything really cool. You know, there's only a few places where you can be unsupervised, and the skating rink or arcade is one of them. Dude, I ain't even gonna lie. Like, I was at that age, like, out for the chicks. (laughs) 
Like, I didn't want to. But when I was that age, I was, like, already on that tip, dude. I don't know why. I was just always a horny little bastard, dude. I remember, like, as early as maybe third or fourth grade, just, you know, wanting to hang out with girls and just be like, hey. Just fucking listen to James Brown records and stuff. I think it's because I grew up in a house with a lot of Barry White playing all the time, and I was just, like, over-sexualized as a child. You probably shouldn't say that to too many people, dude. That came out wrong. So, um, fuck, I forgot what I was saying. I'm thinking about Sid being all sexual as a little kid. Oh, God, help us all. No, so we've, so far, we've talked about China. Right. said. All right, hold on, hold on. When, how old were you guys when you lost your virginity? I was 14. So, I was fifteen, roughly. Are we talking? To, we're talking about to a chick, not dudes. So you might need to bump that up to your first chick one. Zing, zing. No, it's it fifteen. Scoutmasters don't count. She had a car. I did not. I was not able to drive yet. Well, see, then you station. You were a sexy kid. You were a sexy kid too. I'm saying we were all sexy kids. It's kind of fucked up to think about because, like. People get triggered about kids having sex, but I think that everybody was trying to get laid when they were kids. Like between you know, thir- from thirteen, so to get laid when they were a kid. I'm telling you, I was. Were you not, John? Were you not trying to get laid when you were like in fucking junior high, or were you more interested well, in Ultimate Mortal Kombat Three? <laughs> well, here's the thing: is like when you're that age. You're trying to get laid, but you want to kind of almost have it happen by accident. You know, you're not like trying to, you know, like you are when you're older, you know, like out there where that's the goal. Once you like realize you want it, then you start getting afraid of chicks. And she's like, well, you used to talk to me, you know, elementary school, middle school. You're like, well, now you have boobs. I'm sorry. The conversation's changed. Well, when you realize that, like, you could fuck it up forever and then that chance is gone, just like gone forever. That's when you start getting afraid of girls. You're like, if I just whip it out and start beating off in front of her, then there's a chance she won't date me. Ew. How about homecoming, then? Okay, your loss. I don't know, dude. I guess, like, I just had an in as a mama's boy. It was, like, pretty easy to talk to girls. I really liked Sailor Moon. And, like, I would tell girls about Sailor Moon, I remember, and they'd be like, oh, that's so cool. I'm going to watch that show. And then, like... I've always used that as a way to, like, talk to hot chicks. It's like, I'm just into shows that chicks like. What color did you dye your hair? I didn't start dyeing my hair until, like, you know, freaking high school. But I dyed it all types of colors. Were, I was were you that dude jug- that was totally wearing the makeup? Yeah, dude. I was like a juggalo <laughs> kid. I used to paint my face and wear eyeliner. And I had, like, fucking... Multicolored hair and all types of shit, dude. Like, see, but... that's that's a totally different category. Sid is not describing somebody that's suave. Sid is describing somebody that's just gonna like go to the gathering of the juggalos and like pretend that somebody thinks he's seventeen and get laid because it's gonna happen. Little Jimmy, Jimmy. Got him. 
girls hang out with him because they're like not threatened by him. They're like, yeah, he's obviously not sexual or want doesn't want sex from girls at all. I know he looks scary, but he read his poetry to me. He's like a <laughs> that's how that, that's how you get him. You fucking you get him all softened up with that type of stuff and the hair dye and the makeup. And then just out of nowhere, bam, dick in the pussy. How'd that happen? I don't know. See, I wasn't yeah, on the football team, but I always carried around shoulder pads like I was going to practice, and that, that, that got me laid. Carried around shoulder pads like you were on Designing Women. Whoa, burn. Oh, snap. Only John is old enough to like know about Designing that show. Women so, burn, dude. Is that how you talk? Is that how you talk to girls? You like, hey baby, you caught the last episode of Designing Women, you know, at the lunch table. Just be like, oh my goodness. Fuck it, Mister. You know, Suzanne, I find this really incredible. Three hours ago, you were looking for a new gynecologist. <laughs> no, no, it was the Golden Girls. Thank you very much. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down the road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a cop. There's nothing wrong with slutty Blanche. She was, she was the show. She's not a slut. Thank you, Dora. She is the slut. <laughs> She's the grand poobah of slutting. She is the easiest woman in this room. Dorothy Spornak, you take that back. Long live the slut. Oh my god, like, you see that show? It's still fresh today. Like, some of that shit, I swear to god, you could not get away with saying some of that on television now. They were extra fucking uh, body, but it was okay, because they were like grandmas especially the really old one she was like downright hateful but it's okay because you're like yeah can you imagine this cobwebbed pussy old lady having sex but yeah it was fucking awesome dude they're all over the place man my buddy germando that i used to do comedy with he like had a fucking great joke that totally got over but it was based on a true story of just some old lady coming up to him and telling him that she remembers the good old days when black people couldn't even sit in the movie theater with white people. I guess like Germando was kind of crazy. Like he liked to get loud and I went to the movies with him one time and you know, he's, he's one of those guys that yells at the movie and she, she said that to him and like, she also said something else that I'm not going to say, but if you go look up Germando Jones, I'm sure you'll be able to find a video of that joke and uh that shit was true man like those old ladies they don't give a fuck dude they just like say some savagely racist shit that was edging towards edgy sid thank you for that so go check hey, out I, some random click and give some clickbait give, i don't give a fuck who you are if you're acting up in the movie theater you deserve whatever comes your way i mean if you're acting up in the movie theater and hitler walks in and like motions for you to go towards the showers i'm totally okay with that Whoa, that got dark, didn't it? Real quick, I just like just tried to poke Sid and John. Fucking, 
jumped in there. It's like almost almost every time we do an episode now, Hitler gets mentioned. What's up with that? Are we a Hitler podcast or are we a magic podcast? <laughs> well, we change our name? Guys, so. it, it all started with uh, fucking Travis Wu being on him. And how can you not have Hitler come up? I think we just changed the name of the show to Hitler and Hash then. Probably get more clicks. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Hitler and Hash. Ein! Welcome to Hitler and Hash. My name is Gunther. You might know me from Splutza. We are your source for MTG News. Hatred of other races and dick jokes, yeah. Yeah, humor Schweitzel, yeah. Joining me, Heinrich Ziswami. I like to smoke in the doobie. Ein! On to current news. I love to smoke in the doobie. So, guys, there were some spoilers for Modern Masters 2017. No, 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 not that easy. No, 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 not that easy. Uh, If Hitler totally had a magic card, you would like... Jesus (laughs) Christ. Okay, if there's totally a Hitler magic card, then it totally has to have a win condition where if you get over six million counters, you win the game. Ba-doom-ching. That's like Jews killed, or what? I didn't say that. Hitler didn't win the game, though. He got fucking uh, ass-raped by Russia and the United States. But we're Just still talking like, about it. I mean, he's he like won it in the Kim Kardashian sense, though, because we're still talking about him. Um, True. Yeah, won won it. So, um, how much longer do you think it will take as like a society for Hitler to become ripe for parody and it be acceptable? Because we've seen movies like Little Nicky. Popeye's chicken is fucking awesome where, you know, Hitler got a pineapple up the butt and it was funny and nobody got triggered. Like, how far off are we from, like, a Hitler comedy movie where you just have, like, Jonah Hill as Hitler just being an idiot? I think it's on Netflix. It's called uh, Guess Who's Back. It's actually a German film where, like, this dude who's like a professional hitler impersonator like it's kind of half mockumentary and then like half scripted wow he's very nice and he like goes around to like you know famous public places in germany you know and people take pictures with him and shit and then like the the other side of it is that like you know he he was like you know frozen like walt disney and then woke up or something oh boy and uh they're totally starting a reality television show about him and it is pretty fucking hysterical (laughs) they're making a disney movie here we go! About a cat that is like Hitler reincarnated as a cat. It's called Nine Lives. Now it's time to say goodbye. <laughs> Why do I feel uncomfortable when we're talking about Hitler? Because, I mean, I don't want to talk about it. Like, I want to edit all I don't know, Tim. Why are you uncomfortable talking about Hitler? Do you have something to hide? <sighs> I didn't expect it to come out here, John. But, um... Well, Maury... Let's bring him out. Come on out. Um, I don't... <laughs> I think Damnation, they just printed it because, you know, just about time. Fetchlands, they just are like, hey, we need to sell this fucking, these boxes of this shit. Let's do it. Goblin Guide here and there. 
just when you think that wizards can't hit any lower in the barrel with their communications they do that whole thing like fine we fucking reprinted damnation fine we're doing you such a favor dude like nobody wanted this replanted in a supplemental set they wanted it in a standard set i mean and you're not really doing anybody that much of a favor anyway i mean this is just another classic example of like you know just fucking trying to bleed people dry They want fucking Magic the Gathering to be expensive in the secondary market because they want us to believe that, like, these people that are working there are not invested in the secondary market. And I bet every single one of them's got a fucking binder stack, dude. Oh, yeah, totally. They are going to charge 230 bucks a box, whereas normally, if, if Fetchlands were in cons, you could get a box for 100 bucks. So you have a good chance to get quite a few fetches. Now it just lowers the amount. Plus, there's not 36 packs in a Modern Masters box. So it's like you have maybe a sixth of a chance to get the fetches you want by opening that. Yeah, here, here's a pro tip, everybody. John Holland's Pro Tips. <laughs> Do not fucking open sealed product to get the cards you want. Never, ever do that. I'm just saying by drafting and naturally playing standard and opening the packs, you you opened enough fetches. You had plenty of fetches. People just like opening packs, dude. Like, sometimes people don't even care what they get. They're just like, oh, I'm opening these packs, see what I get. And I just like, I'm I'm like, why? Why won't you just play with your cards? so stupid. (laughs) The worst thing. Just play with yourself. Yeah, I I always get a box, and then we, we play sealed or something, like me and a buddy. We'll play sealed all night. Yeah, dude, we got a box of Modern Masters, too, and we just had a couple of sealed decks and then did the rest of them, like, mini-master style. It was great times, dude. Like, you spend, on average, like, 100 bucks for a box, right? And you're paying for $100 for the experience of, like, opening up just fucking packs as fast as you can and seeing what you get. Like that just seems like such a waste. I could understand if you work at a card shop. Yeah. You got to bust open a lot of boxes to get those singles for people. But if you're just at home and you just bought a box and say you're at the card shop, like people are going to think you're a lot cooler. If you're like, Hey, you want to play with these packs? Then like, Hey, you want to watch me open this box? I see that shit all the time. Totally two dudes. They'll sit around. They both bought boxes, and they'll sit across from each other and just open packs and be like, look what I open. Look what I open. It's almost like people that are into Magic the Gathering don't actually like playing Magic the Gathering sometimes. Whoa. Well, you can also talk to the guys behind the counter, and you can, like, fire a sanctioned casual event. I mean, it's not that fucking hard. (laughs) You know, if they don't know how to do it, pull up the DCI stuff and, and you can do it. I mean, there's a million ways that you can actually do something other than sit there and open the fucking cards. You got to have s- seven friends, and that's pretty tough for a lot of Magic players, John. There's all kinds of fucking casual supported events in the DCI thing. Yeah, mini masters, man. Like, if you got uh, your own box and you just want to run think. a mini masters, yeah. Mini me. Um, you could do, uh, four pack sealed. That was another one, dude. I love four pack sealed. Did you, have you guys ever played that before? No, uh, not officially. I don't think 
So you build 30 card decks instead. The games are like super fast. Because it's four pack sealed, it's a lot less bomby than the normal sealed format is. So it's a lot less of like playing filler stuff because you're only having to play 30 cards. So you basically like play only your playables. It's like a really cool way to play limited, man. It's great if you have eight packs, you and a buddy jam some four pack sealed. You want to play about 15 lands in your deck, 14 to 15, and then rock that shit, dude. Yeah, it sounds pretty cool. I guess you can get some extra value out of your box. Well, speaking of, is there really that much pent-up demand for Damnation? I mean, aren't there like a dozen more cards out there that you'd rather see reprinted than Damnation at this point? John, it's in like zero modern decks. Please, come on. Everyone wants it. Yeah. I think Damnation is for like people like me that mostly play Commander. Your Commander! And like, I have two black commander decks but i only have one damnation and now with this reprint i'll be able to probably afford to have a damnation in both of my decks but i mean seriously like um blood moon don't more people want that one i mean uh let's see liliana of the veil don't more people want that snapcaster mage i mean they haven't gotten done showing spoilers yet we may get a reprint of all these cards i predict that we'll definitely see a reprint of cavernous souls which is a high demand card, both in paper and online right now. I remember basically in the first Modern Masters, a great deck was five color green. You could play like Kodama's Reach and uh, you would be trying to play like domain cards. There was a domain overrun. Yeah, it was called Trump the Domains. It was five and one green. And until end of turn, your creatures got plus one, plus one for each basic land type you control. Engineered explosives. Jesus, they're not going to reprint any engineered explosives. They just did it as one of the masterpieces. It's still like 45, 50 bucks, so like, why not? Because you can still only blow up something that costs five. Well, they'll probably have sunburst, right? A couple sunburst cards or something. Yeah, I think they they might have some split mana ones in there, like Boros Reckoner and uh, maybe Night Vale Spectre, some of that shit. So do you think that they'll just reprint cards up through the Return to Ravnica block, or do you think there will also be some Theros reprints in there as well? Pack Rat? No. No Theros reprints. Dude, if they put Pack Rat in there, Pack Rat's going to be like winning whatever event they have for this set, because I would, that card is I would bonkers f- and limited. I fucking love a Rat's deck that you can draft. That would be amazing. Relentless rats and pack rat, dude. That'd be crazy. Then, uh, what's that? The one that has a death touch on it? A putrid rat or something, or a venomous rat or something. Typhoid rat. Nailed it! Yeah, then just throw a, a fucking, uh, what's it called? Uh, Mutavault, dude. People want a legendary squirrel. Fuck that shit. Legendary rat. There is a legendary rat. Ink eyes. Leave it to the commander player. Your commander! Tell us what ink eyes does, Sid. Is he a rat lord? It's a ninja. It has ninjutsu. Uh, She is three and two black for a five four with ninjutsu. And whenever Servant of Oni deals combat damage to a player, you may put target creature card from that player's graveyard onto the battlefield under your control. Pay one and a black to regenerate ink eyes. She's the shit, dude. She's a rat ninja, and she's got rat titties. Oh, God. So this guy, he's Maro Nara. He is a legendary rat. And he's a rat rogue. All rats have fear. 
He's three black black. Sacrifice a rat, put X one one black rat creature tokens on the battlefield where X is the number of rats you control. If you, the more you have, I guess the better it is. If you have like four rats, you sack one of them and you get three more. Yeah, so Maro Nar is nine cents online and ten bucks in paper. Lord Commander! So aside from 2017, they've been leaning pretty hard on this arch enemy Nicole Bolas shit. So do you think Bolas is actually going to be in any of the standard sets? I say no. I think they will have one in the, the Planeswalker in the standard set, and they will have one in the dual deck as well. I challenge you to a duel. Both will be standard playable. One will be terrible. Yeah, you know, I honestly, I'm not sure if there's room for them. Because, first of all, we have to have all the Gatewatch in there, right? Um, they're probably going to do back-to-back Tezzeret, because of course they would. So, that kind of leaves not a lot of room for Bolas. Well, they have Gideon, Liliana, uh, Nicol Bolas. And now we have a Johnny and Chandra. I don't know if we have a Johnny. I mean, Gideon? Or, uh, I don't think they're going to bring a Johnny. Oh, yeah, we do have a Johnny, that green, green white one. Fuck. Fucking a Johnny. A Johnny unyielding. Four green white for a four loyalty planeswalker. Reveal the top three cards of your library. Put all non-land permanent cards revealed this way into your hand and the rest on the bottom of your library in any order. That's a plus two. Minus two. Exile target creature. Its controller gains life equal to its power. And then a minus nine. The ultimate. Put five plus one plus one counters on each creature you control and five loyalty counters on each other planeswalker you control. Mic drop. I think there's definitely going to be a Nicol Bolas because they have that Dark Intimations card that got printed in Ether Revolt. It totally spoiled it. Yeah, true. Yeah, but that really doesn't mean anything. They would make it so it's a playable card, though. They're not going to just be like, well, the card's for... totally playable without Bolas. So you think Wizards was trolling us with that? Because it makes it pretty apparent that there's well, going to be I, a Nicol Bolas Planeswalker card. Toasty. Well, they've they've got a Gideon and they've got a Liliana for the uh, dual decks. A dual. Packaging so far, and I highly doubt they'd do more than that. But, you know, God forbid that they would actually put a card in a standard set to get you to buy a supplemental product. I mean, it's not like they do anything like that, right? Did I know. J seven. Hit. Yeah. I hit. You have sunk my battleship. Excellent. Yeah. Have you ever played Arch Enemy before? It's actually really fun. No, I haven't. Yeah, and just for just for fun, like on the Arch Enemy packaging, they've got Gideon and Nissa and Chandra, and then we've got Liliana on the other one, so all we're really missing is Jace, Bolas, and Tezzeret, right? So an Arch Enemy, um, it's a four-player game, and three of the players team up against one player. The one player is the Arch Enemy, and each player that isn't the arch enemy has the normal 20 life and the arch enemy starts out with a hundred life. Not only that, but he also gets a arch enemy deck, which is kind of like a plane chase deck. So at the beginning, 
of the arch enemy's turn before his untap or upkeep step, you get to reveal a card from the arch enemy deck and it has some kind of like spell-like effect, like maybe a removal spell or each opponent discards a card or something like that that helps you gain an edge over your competition. And you would think like a three-on-one battle would be, you know, a complete slaughter, but the arch enemy cards are actually really powerful and dirty so it's actually pretty hard to beat the arch enemy most of the time isn't it hard to kind of kill off all the guys being the arch enemy though somewhat well there's also usually some kind of like timer built into it like with the uh like one of the theros event thingies was kind of like an arch enemy thing so uh, you know there's there's definitely balances that they put in it are you talking about the one that was like the hydra like you cut off a head and two heads grow but eventually you wear them down or the other one where it's like you draw and then just more was it wolves and stuff the uh garuk one no not the not the hydra one i think it was like you were facing like a fucking minotaur or something like that oh yeah yeah Yeah. theros had you fought the hydra at the Theros pre-release, you fought Minotaurs at the Born of the Gods pre-release. And then at the Journey into Nyx pre-release, you had to Zenos. fight against the Nyxborn. Yeah, Xenagos. And he had his Nyxborn followers that were helping him. And you were able to defeat a god. And then after that, you had to fight the big Garuk Planeswalker card at the M15 pre-release. Man, I've always loved stuff like that at the pre-release. Like the little side quest stuff. Cons of Tarkir had like a clan dominance kind of thing. And me and my team are brothers. We fucking put the whooping on a whole bunch of peeps. I know, and then at the Kaladesh pre-release, I, I got these ornithopters that are just so adorable, and we had so much fun putting them together. Toasty! It was I awesome. couldn't figure out how to put mine together. Well, that's the thing. Just like genders, there's no wrong answer. It's whatever you want it to be. I bet my walkie. Yeah, but, I mean, that's not as cool as fighting against a Hydra, but still, you know... Something a little special. I feel bad that I didn't go to the Aether Revolt pre-release now. Do you think there will be a Modern Masters pre-release? No. We'll be getting to fight a Hydra there. You'll you'll be getting to fight a uh, 600-pound uh, fellow player who's trying to buy all the packs and rip them open for his fucking damnation. I'm losing my patience. God. Fuck! You're kidding! Judge, judge. Yeah, dude, totally. I mean, like, the best way to fight a guy like that is obviously hit him in the ankles because they're probably just barely hanging on under the fucking weight of that disgusting carcass. Well, you know what would be really hysterical if you made, like, a little video where the dude's just ripping through looking for damnation and all you do is pull up eBay and get one for 40 bucks? Sucker! You might want to work on your team motivation thing. You heard of Phil Jackson? Yeah. He's like the gold standard. Okay? Triangle, bitch. What? Oh, yeah, you're the fire bloke, eh? Well, look here. Fire! I'm just a sucker for pain! Do you think they're gonna have Egyptian vehicles? Oh, hell yes. Oh, dude, another cool pre-release side quest was at Dragons of Tarkir, where you had to take your spin-down dice and kind of do bowling. You, like, were trying to knock over the, like, pieces with your dice. Do y'all remember that? Yeah. 
our store didn't really care. They're just like, here's the card, and then you can go over there and play the thing if you want. You know, sometimes I really wonder who the fuck they think enjoys some of these things. You know, like, what? who do they test this out on? I mean, it's obviously got to be like Rosewater and Rosewater only. This is spectacular! I feel like I'm bowling. I, I, I think we might get some bowling fans in here. Oh my goodness! I knocked over four pins this time! A number four seems to be a good number for me. Oh, look, I'm racing everybody through the maze. Back to development. We want to bring in the football market, but throwing packs of cards around the store just going to injure your cards. Come on, guys. Back to the drawing board here. We've got to make sure that we put in a build-your-own-ornithopter for all of those sad people that didn't get to open their own masterpiece ornithopter. Okay, seriously, no shit. We should do this. Let's let's commit to doing this for like the next episode or something. We need to play like Amoket Bingo. And we just like put them out there. We'll put out a card for people to play along at home between now and when we actually get the full spoilers out there. And we can put shit on there like uh, Egyptian vehicles, a.k.a. chariots, but they're not going to call them chariots. Shitty enchantments. Uh, what other kind of shit are they probably going to put in there? All right, so what's the point of it? So people have card at home like they all have different cards or what okay tim there's this game called bingo maybe you've heard of it right so we're gonna go like b11 i, I want to put one of the squares as cat junk is back in standard i feel like there's gonna yeah, be some there you good go. cats and like you know everybody's got their own card you know you can get those randomizers off the internet and then like you might mark them off as wizards announces them because they're totally predictable and you know maybe somebody out there gets a bingo sounds good John will be the head of uh, initiating that one, and um, I'll put I'll put a notice out there to the, the Facebook group. I'll help work on it too. We'll we'll try to do it on and yeah, bingo. You'll, the winner, you'll get the excited winner, uh, for this, Tim. Just give it some you, time. Though. You will. Maybe you need to Google bingo and see. Uh, you know, watch some videos or something. See how it's played. So everyone makes their own card that with their own funny oh. little things on. Or do how we many send them out? Oh God, Tim, how many are you in? Just one blunt, John. That's not bad. Oh, Jesus, smoke. You've only had one blunt You've tonight, had one dude. Blunt you need to smoke. Don't understand bingo? I understand no, he needs to smoke. Translate to bingo. All right. So, like, how does the spoiler look at the spoiler? And someone's like, "Bing, cat." So, like, oh my I, god, you're totally. Oh my god, Tim. Smoke wins. All right. So, Tim, you need to roll up another blunt and smoke is, it because Tim's that, blunt like, number CIA weed or something. Like, Tim's blunt saying? number is two, man. All I was asking is, are you writing all the cards for people, or are they writing their own answers in? Because somebody could just be like, okay, cat, or whatever, and then, and then line it up, and then just be like, I'll just write four funny columns, and then I got bingo. Tim has no idea. Ladies and gentlemen, Tim has no idea how bingo works. Oh my fucking god. I don't know how bingo works. Alright, Tim, I'm going to tell you how it's going to work, Tim. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Flawless victory. No, dude. Oh my they god. They pick a ping pong ball of this shit. They go B11. And then they go That's I25. Right. right. So who's going to make the cards? John? Are you going to print a bunch of random shit? I just fucking told you. You? Oh my god. Rewind this like a minute and a half. And I say there's like internet things on there where you list the terms. It's like an Excel spreadsheet. You list the terms, you hit F5 to refresh it, and it spits out a fresh card. Previously, earlier, on Magic and Hash. 
you know, you can get those randomizers off the internet. Like, do you seriously think you, that people... You didn't say that already, did you? I did. I fucking said that. No, I didn't hear it. Oh, no. Oh, I didn't hear it either. You know, you can get those randomizers off the internet. I'll find Mr. out and Okay, Tim, do you honest to God think that people sit at home and make up their own little bingo card where they put the numbers where they want them on the card and they take it to the bingo parlor? That's what I was asking, because Cat one, John, like, what the fuck? And it's like... But here's the thing, man. We're doing Amonkhet bingo, and we're going to yeah. sell them, and whoever wins is getting a fucking box of Amonkhet. So get on over to Patreon.com right now, and for a donation of fucking $2, you can get your Amonkhet bingo card. And then when you get bingo, you get a fucking box. Dude, we might ruin ourselves because Wizards is so fucking predictable that chances are everybody's going to get fucking bingo that gets one of these and we're going to be shelling yeah, out boxes for $2. Yeah, well, they're probably going for a retail value of $65 right now because there's not going to be enemy fetch lands in them. We know that much. <laughs> Matter of fact, maybe that's what we should start doing. It's like what's not in the set is more important than what is. Oh, so if they print Snapcaster Mage and someone's going to be like, I got Snapcaster Mage in my card. Oh, wait, we should do it for Modern Masters 2017. We should do it right now. So, oh, now it's a good fucking night. Oh, Jesus Christ. Here we go. We should have more I feel like Amonkhet would be better for totally. the laughs because we're going to come up with some goofy ass shit. And then It'll when people. When it's actually in there, we're going to be like, holy fuck, we're going to have to buy a box for every fucking body. That's going to be amazing. Sounds good. I love you guys, man. And I love pecan pie. I'm fucking eating pecan pie and drinking red wine and fucking podcasting with you guys. This is like heaven. You ever seen those Snake Bliskin movies where he's got to escape from places? The name's Pliskin. Yeah. Lost in New York and lost in L.A. or whatever. Escape from New yeah. York. Escape from LA just like so fucked that series over and they're like never gonna pick it up again, which is sad. Escape from New York is the tight one, dude. So goddamn tight. And the best part of it is Isaac Hayes. It's like Timmy Butthole tight. Oh, my name used to be Snake Pliskin, but because I had scabs all over my penis, I don't know why why they call me Snake Pliskin. It's because you shed, bro. Oh, yeah, like skin plus Because everybody thinks that you're dead and would have been taller. I'm uncircumcised, too, so plus skin. Yeah, snake plus skin. Oh, oh that makes God, sense. I didn't need to know that. Uh. I'm circumcised, John. It was super aggressive. I mean, it's just terrible. Why you always got to be clowning on uncircumcised people, man? You know I don't like that. Yeah, it's not, Swami's got the uh, turtleneck. More like a wizard sleeve. It fucking hangs down all this shit. Hey, that can that could be an awesome Patron goal. Like so much money and uh so it'll get circumcised. Fuck no <laughs> Well no, like you no, you don't phrase it like that. It's like you give us fifty bucks and we'll send you Sid's foreskin. No, no, that's never happening. <laughs> Did you guys hear about the uh the kid that was born without eyelids last week at the Denver Hospital? So he was born without eyelids, and so what they did is they circumcised, and they used the skin from his penis to sew on and make eyelids. He said everything was fine except for he's a little cockeyed. <laughs> I put a wacky whistle after that one. That was great, man. Good one, dude. <clears throat> hey, uh, Sid, where can we find you, bro? Oh, so you can find me. Um, now I'm on cockatrice at... Uh, Sid Swami 
I'll have the Puerto Rican flag next to my name. Uh, that's the cockatrice.woogerworks.com port 4747. So hit me up on there. Um, hit me up on Facebook if you want to get down on some MTGO. Um, and I got some modern on there. Uh, that's Sid Meister 78 on MTGO. And of course, you hit us up over at patreon.com slash magic and hash. We're trying to set a goal right now to uh, get the Swami to Vegas this summer for GP Vegas for Mansion and Hash live Magic and Hash episode. Party with the homies. Give us your duggets. Live so, yeah. Check out patreon.com for all our Magic and Hashy goodness. John, where can you be located? Uh, I can be located at the Bingo Parlor off I-35 and 410 in Live Oak, Texas, where I will be stealing old people's cards, erasing them, and putting on our AmoCat funnies for you to enjoy. And while John is spending the next week writing these bingo topics, hit us up with all your inquiries at magicandhashgmail.com. Sid's hate mail is kicking off so we might have a couple of those to read next week you can still get your entries in so go ahead and add those to sids mail at gmail.com magic underscore timmy on twitter tim kempter on facebook hit us up and we'll add you to our facebook group thanks for getting blitzed with us peace out we all want love how many single ladies out there looking for love tonight yeah woo that sadness out more where that came from. Ladies, I know what you want. 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 You want a guy that's sweet, a guy that's tough, a feminist who likes to pay for stuff, the kind of guy that gets along with your friends without being attracted to any of them. A good boy, a bad boy, a good bad boy, a half good, half bad, half boy. Loves your brother sensitive but not weekend. Is a great lover, calls your mother on the weekend. Now you might think that this guy only exists in your mind. But guess what? You're right. If you want love, Lower your expectations a few Because Prince Charming would never settle for you If you want love Just pick a guy and love him And if he's got a thing for feet Say fuck it, sweep me off them Now The good thing is that um, At least men have very realistic expectations for women He said Sarcastically setting up a second verse in a comedy's huh? <laughs> you want a girl that's nice, a girl that's not obsessed with her looks, but is insanely hot. The kind of girl that you can show to your folks. Love the movies that you like and always laughs at your jokes. A real girl, a hot girl, a really hot girl, a brand new, really hot, real doll. Wants to impress you, doesn't care if you notice, and only ever uses you to tickle her throat with. Now you might think that this girl only exists. In your mind But she's real But last week she died If you want love Lower your expectations a lot You might think your dick is a gift I promise it's not If you want love Just pick a girl and love her Then whip out your dick And let the girl you love decline the offer I don't want a neat freak, I don't want a slob Somebody with bedhead in a dead-end job Cause I won't settle for less
than perfect. We want perfect children, a perfect life, perfect husband or a perfect wife. But deep down we know we don't deserve. But we all deserve love, even on the days when we aren't our best. Cause we all suck, but love can make us suck less. We all deserve love. It's the very best part of being alive. And I would know I just turned 25. Go look up Germando Jones. My favorite show is American Gladiators. You guys remember that show? What the fuck was that about? Man, that was a weird fucking show, man. Gladiators Nitro, Turbo Sable, Gemini, Zap, Power! Power Slam! Like, what the fuck is. We stayed up all night drinking tequila, doing cocaine, and came up with American Gladiators. It wasn't fair either. They put a fucking ex-pro football player up against a gay bookstore owner like he was going to win. You knew he was going to lose as soon as he came out. Yeah, I'm here to compete. Oh, shit. Knew he was going to lose as soon as they did the introductions. They'd be like, Nitro is a 255-pound Marine who just did two tours in Iraq as a Special Forces soldier where his job was to detonate bombs with his teeth. Now that he's back in the States, he said his hobbies include weightlifting, steroids, frequent cocaine use, tax evasion, eating Cheerios out of dead puppy skulls, and a taste of human blood. His opponent, Seymour, 135-pound gay bookstore owner from Detroit, who says that his hobbies include the Lifetime Channel, sharing hugs, the smell of honeysuckles in summer, giving sweaters as gifts, and flute music. This is anybody's match. Now, Seymour's going to have to negotiate a two-inch wide metal pipe covered in motor oil, while Nitro stands in a 20-foot tower and shoots tennis balls at his nutsack. If he fails to negotiate the two-inch white metal pipe, he will fall 40 feet to the pit of doom where he will be repeatedly anally assaulted by a group of ravenous pit bulls who came up with this shit. Hey, my name is Jermondo. Uh, before I leave, I just want to say, um... Uh, before I leave, I just want to say, I just did a short film uh, a couple of, uh, a few months ago called We'll Joke for Food, and I'll have them after the show. It's 100% independent company. I started called We'll Joke for Food. We just did a film using local comedians and actors and actresses and all that shit. It's really funny. It's got the American Gladiator spoof of the joke I just did. It's very, very funny. So check it out. Enjoy the rest of the show. Thank you so much for having me. You guys be good. Good night.